Hey, welcome back to Bucks and Brews. Uh, we're going to do a quick episode here about 45 minutes while we're waiting on our guest that's running a little bit late. Uh, we're going to talk about some current events that are happening. And Nick, what are you drinking? Oh, today I'm bringing in some uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade Mango Edition. Uh, very excited. You know, summertime, it's hot, and I, I like to drink these every once in a blue moon. So. I, I do enjoy a Mike's Hard Lemonade when I'm allowed to drink. And uh, I know you're drinking something brewed because we I are am. Bucks and Brew. We are Bucks and Brew. And uh, I have Snapple Peach Tea again because I love tea. It's brewed. It is brewed. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we're kind of sitting here and we're talking about, you know, lives and, and funny financial things because that's just what we talk about. And, uh, you know, I know you've seen, uh, you've seen a little statistic on online, which I, I can't always believe what's online, but then we start researching it. And um, what, what do you find? So I found that I'm, I'm going to read it because I want to, you know, misinterpret anything here because you know how much I love Trump. Um, updated GDP data shows that the U.S. GDP growth under Trump was the worst in over five decades. Nick, have you been alive for five decades? 33 divided by 10. No, three of them. <laughs> I've only been alive for four decades. So we're talking like Nixon, Ford, maybe Lyndon B. Johnson era of bats. <laughs> Yeah, we're talking. Uh, that's pretty. That's pretty. Pretty big numbers to hit right there. You would think. No. Yep. So. And of course, they always tell us that conservatives are the best with the economy, but I'm not really digging that. Are you? Um, most. I would say most conservatives are usually better with the economy. I I don't know if I'd agree with that. I would think most conservatives are better with rich people's economy. I intend to be there someday. I so. do as well, but I'm just I mean, saying for an average person, yeah, not as good. Yeah, it's, it's true. I mean, um, you know, that's a, that's a, a tough t- statistic to beat. Like, you, you're down that far where it's five decades. Like, we went through 2008, right? Yeah. We went through some low, yeah. shitty times. I mean, Bush's economy started with 9-11 and it ended with the mortgage crash. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he did not have a good economy for eight years. I mean, there were times it was okay, but my jobs were scarce. People were struggling. Yeah. I had no money. I know that. I mean, I was just getting out of high school. Right. Right. Like, but, you know, so, were your parents doing great? Honestly, no. I mean, they weren't, they, their life hasn't changed, right? I mean, my mom was fortunate enough that she'd been at her job for mm-hmm. shit tons of time and just not long enough for them to kick her out, but long enough to have seniority. And okay. so, like, I was like, life for her really changed too much so um and we know reagan had a you know a thriving economy because everybody spent like they were making millions in the 80s it really didn't matter yeah uh they just i mean they were sold on trickle down which obviously did not work Um, uh trickle down just like in uh blue mountain straight i think so (laughs) trickle down effect yes um second string third string uh hw's economy wasn't great because you know he had a war uh, so, you know, war, war tends to do that. It does. Uh, we had good economies under Clinton and uh, Obama. Yep. Um, obviously, Trump's wasn't very good. And if you take the pandemic out, it's probably better. But there were still some missteps in there. I mean, I don't know. Like, his pandemic wasn't too long, right? I no, mean, it wasn't. I mean, it was the last eight months of his presidency, maybe. Yeah, six. I mean, yeah. And I mean, yeah, there were record losses, but there were things you could do to, you know, stake those off. So, I mean, you know, when you look at those things, 
who, who had a terrible Carter's economy was bad. Yeah. I don't know if it was Trump bad, but it was bad because I mean, we had oil embargoes. We had the Iran Contra starting. So, I mean, you know, we had all these issues and he was only there four years. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you look at, you look at the, the tariffs that he put on, right? That's, yep. It's great that that's trying to help. And it did. I think, I think it made our money worth a little bit. A little bit more, but you not. see that in a stock market aspect, but um, you know, we've now started to see it because I mean, in real estate game, in, in your favorite topic, right. Uh, uh, starting wages or uh, minimum wage, minimum minimum wage right. Like, what, what's the number one thing you hear people? Oh, I got a raise, but it wasn't even to, uh, yeah, X number of dollars, right? Or, or it's not even, it doesn't even cover cost of living, right? And so, so we're starting to see that like the cost of shit just goes up, right? Like, you put, and I get that you have to get your fair trade of stuff, but I mean, when the cost of everything's going up and you haven't given people more money to cover that cost, you're, you're, you're creating an issue, absolutely, you are so, um. Yeah, you have something that just expired. I don't want to jump out of that so yeah. quick, but I know we have a limited time for this episode. So you have something yeah. that just expired that really affects you. Yeah, so let's talk about that. The uh, eviction moratorium set by the federal government, right? So um, hey, I'm going to try to dumb it down, but be clear because I'm, you know, people will fight on a constant. So uh, the eviction moratorium was set, basically stating that you know, as a landlord, you couldn't just evicted tenants right yes um on the tenant side people forget it's not it's not just that simple right like you can't just say hey you can't evict. okay so um you know they had to qualify for things you had to you know you had to be affected in some way you couldn't you couldn't be working and just not want to pay your rent right um as much as people say that oh people are just not gonna no like yes people are choosing not to work I, we get that and we talked about but like there's you, you have to qualify right? yeah. so um, but they really, in some, some counties, especially here in, uh, Michigan, they, they really shut down like everything, like they just said, screw you. <laughs> and so we, we waited 11 months, stuff like that. So now that it's opened up, um, you know, hopefully, and we've heard, we've heard areas and you know some of our areas we'll talk about muskegon because we talk about where we're from muskegon actually so they're going to start doing things that can push them through within two weeks right that's huge um we're going to see housing kind of go a little different i think here soon um but i just got a phone call from a very good friend of mine who's concerned about me he's like hey you hear the news they're trying to sign another one that'll go until december i can see i understand why they're doing it because they gave trillion dollars and they can't spend the damn money so why not just let it keep going because people are getting paid that's that's the way they see it but you know the rules were the rules were shit in my 100 opinion right okay so you have trillions of dollars trillions and you can't spend this money now the federal government said if you take this money to not have an eviction you only get 90 percent of what your rent was supposed to be so if, if you rented for me for a thousand bucks and you went three months i'm supposed to get three thousand dollars and if you didn't pay i'm supposed to get my late fee of 25 50 bucks whatever whatever is built into the lease yep so um right so let's say at the end of that i'm supposed to get instead of three thousand i'm supposed to get 3100 because of my two late fees i was mm -hmm. supposed to have um no the government stepped in and said nope you get you get 
$900 each month. Mm -hmm. You get zero late fees. Oh, you filed in court, which cost you 130 bucks, 75 bucks. Like it depends on what municipality you're in. Like they're all stupid. Um, but you don't get to, you don't get to get reimbursed for that. Oh, you're in a municipality where you can't stand for yourself. You have to have a lawyer and that costs you $230. Oh, fuck you. You don't get that money either. You don't get any money that's supposed to be this way, right? Like that's, that's the thing that, that bugs me, I guess. Like, you know what? We're not here. And then people say, oh, you're just in it for the money. No, we're not. We're, we're here to have the right people in the right places doing the right thing, right? That's my biggest thing, right? I, I want to house people that want to be there and want to appreciate what they have. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll see. We'll see. I think, you know, August is going to be something. Cause I don't think they're going to put it in a place right away. I mean, it's only been two days um, and things are going to start rolling here really quickly. So, yeah, I would totally agree. So those are two really big things. Yeah. And I mean, the impact. So of course, you know, we're, we're looking at COVID numbers going up, Delta variants running amok. We are. Um, and of course, companies are saying, Hey, the pandemic's over. Let's bring everybody back to the office. Yep. I experienced a little bit of this, you know, my, my boss, she hasn't been there very long yet. And, and she said, well, I don't know what we're going to do about work at home, but you know, I, uh, I think I, my, my goal is to keep you guys at home. She said this to me and Christy. And, uh, <laughs> you laugh at her? my comment was, well, considering I've worked at home for 10 years, I really don't intend on coming back in full time or even part-time really. Yeah. And she was great about it. I mean, you know, she, she understands. And uh, that leads me to reading a lot of things, you know, on, on Twitter and stuff where I, I read this this morning. My husband's company is making all staff come back into the offices starting this week. So today we went out into the city and cleaned out his desk. This was posted last night. Yeah. Yesterday. Also, I guess he quit. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> replied with, why do people keep acting like this is over? Because it's obviously not over. And depending on where you live, I mean, if you live in Florida, Texas, Arkansas, it's definitely not over. It's ramping up because nobody wants to get vaccinated because they're dumb. Oh, dude. All right. So real quick, I know we're going to, we're talking about that, but let's, let's talk real quick. Okay. So bigger population, top of your head, China or us? China. Okay. Bigger COVID numbers, China or us? Us. 100% actually it is. Shit you not, we are almost double on a yep. daily basis. Than China. Well, here's the thing that kills me. I, everybody runs around. Well, COVID? This, besides that. <laughs> everybody runs around this country. My rights, my rights. Yeah. You know, when New Zealand gets one case, they shut down the entire island for two weeks. Nobody does shit. Yeah. And I realize New Zealand only has, you know, 50,000 people, let's say. Yep. But we have cities with 50,000 people. You can't shut it down for 10 fucking minutes. Nobody will listen to you. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, everybody, and then everybody's just, Everybody's a pussy. You know, you're just a pussy. No, you know what? Like, polio, you were a pussy, right? Like, no, guess what? They made something. You know what? And and chances are there's side effects to everything that you yes. do. But now those little, I'm not going to take those chances. Let me get this right. And so I was thinking about, I was swimming the other day. Yeah. And uh, I, was, I was sitting here going, fucking people will go and bet money in the casino and you're going to, you have a chance to win, a chance to lose with COVID. I mean, what are your chances to actually have? I mean, you have, here's a question. Now you bet in the casino, who has the advantage? The casino. And all you know time. it. All the time. 
There's not a single game that the casino does not have an right. advantage. Yeah. So, of course, you gamble with COVID. Yep. Which I don't know why you would. Let's <laughs> see. I, that seems like a stupid ass gamble to me. I say, I'm, I'm sorry, you're not a gambling kind of guy. I like to gamble. Yeah. But I like to gamble on sure things. I gambled the other day. Oh, shit. Somebody, one of my betting sites had, if you bet on the US Olympic women's team, we'll give you, you know, better odds yep. for the Netherlands game. And I'm like, fuck, it's the Netherlands. They're going to beat them. Mm-hmm. So I put 45 bucks on it. If I win, I win 90 bucks. So I win $45. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, that game should be on. So I check it, and it's in the second or third overtime, and it's tied at two. And I'm like, are you <laughs> fucking serious? <laughs> they go to a shootout, they win. Okay. And I'm like, if I lost forty five fucking dollars on the Netherlands, I'm pissed. We need to talk about this. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Okay. I support gay rights. Mm-hmm. I support human lives. Mm-hmm. I support people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about it. I. Um, financially, right? I'm a very conservative human rights. I'm very liberal. Yep. Uh, we are fiscally conservative, yeah. socially liberal. Very much, right? And, and really at both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> we much. are extremely fiscally conservative and extremely socially liberal. And I, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. But so I'm a huge fan of soccer. You guys have seen yeah. my Manchester United hats in the winter and stuff like that. Um, Women's soccer, right? We we won, um, and now all of a sudden, right? We're in the we're in the Olympics. Yep. We're getting our ass kicked, and that's fine. And people are making this about political stuff. They they're are. making about, um, you know, they're they're not proud to be an American because one American representing them is is kneeling or doing. But you yeah. can't you can't kneel in the Olympics. But this no, this, they did. There's several of them. Yes. But the entire Netherlands team did. With them. Uh-huh. Right. And so we're talking about women's clothing, right? I don't remember the team. This pisses me off. I don't remember. I the, think it was the, the Netherlands handball team, I want to say. It could have been. So, well, I'm talking about another one. So, the yes. So, Nether, Netherlands handball team, they they have a fine of 112 bucks a person to not wear yeah. their, their uniform. And so, because they didn't want to wear, you know, and really short shorts, they wanted to wear, you know, yes, leggings, things, things that are comfortable for them. Right. And, um, you know, I, sure, everybody's thinking that pink's this big, great thing, and I'm like, no, she just volunteered to pay twelve hundred bucks for to pay a fine. She does do some good things. No, I, still, I, I, I do get that, but I'm I like, get what you're saying. like it's twelve hundred bucks, like, uh, cool, like it's I, not twelve million, right? Like, I'll pay it. I mean, if to me, it's fucking more fun, right? Like, um, where do I write this check? You know, um, but we're, we're making this stuff. And I think that everybody's forgetting. You have to look at how many people are, are now making a point to make things that are, that should be talked about public, right? Yes. So we talk about women and how they should be able to dress however the hell they want. Like, I mean, they're they're talking about going back against uh, I don't I don't know how to say the words I don't remember the exact name of the the cap that people with big hair wear but they're not allowed so that's why like there was a black swimmer that wanted yes. a special cap because she has a lot of hair yeah right and so um, they're like no hey you have to wear this specific one and it's just are you shitting me <laughs> like 
I get that you want an equal playing field. Yeah, it's but not like it gives an advantage. No, no disrespect, but if your cap's this big versus it. Did you have a swim team in high school? We did. We had a swim team. Our swim team was phenomenal. Really? I they no shaved, the boys shaved Everything. every bit of hair on their body because hair made them slower. And of course, they do it in fun ways. Like, you know, before a big meet, they'd have a huge mohawk that was green. Yeah. And then, you know, they'd shave it off right before the meet because I can't have hair. Yep. And, uh, you know, so, but then you look at, you look at Simone Biles, right? Which my daughter's a gymnast, and uh, you know, I, I I watch some people and their opinions, but it's like we talked about it on one of the episodes, on one of our update episodes. Like I was going through a big depression, and I'm not the greatest in my field, right? I'm no, I'm nowhere near the greatest, but I know that to you, to some of my other friends, I'm doing so great in life that they're proud of me, yes. right, as a person. Um, and so, like, I sometimes, like, I feel like I have to impress and live up to that expectations of, of even just my friends, not letting them down, not letting myself down in the business that I want, not doing all those things. Yep. So, um, you know, but so, yes, this girl's coming out and people are like, oh, she's letting down her country. Dude, what the fuck have you done in your life for this country? Okay, sure. You've served in the military. Great. And you think that you have all rights to tell everybody else how the fuck they can feel? I mean... Here's here's the part that really pisses me off. She is the best ever yeah. at what she does. Yeah, so far. And right now she is basically saying, I'm not in a mental position to do this the way I need to do this to keep myself safe. Not to compete, to keep myself safe. And everybody goes, well, Tom Brady wouldn't do this. Okay, I'm not going to hold up any football player to any standards of what any other athlete does. Because let's face it. If you're playing football, you're fucking insane. <laughs> I say this having played football. NFL football, right? I mean, you're playing against the biggest, baddest, hardest hitting out there, right? And they are going to, their job is to beat the shit out of you. That's their job. Yep. And I remember watching video on the 85 Bears, and their goal was to knock every quarterback out of the game. Yep. Not for the game, for the year. Yep. Well, and you, and you look at, and it's funny because we talked about that. What 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 did the the Saints get in trouble for? Just a few. I mean, it's probably been a few years now. Bowlegate, right? Bowlegate was the fucking NFL the, had to put a rule in that said you cannot do this. The shit. defensive coordinator offered in, incentives, basically cash, yes, to injure and take out offensive players on the team they're playing. Yes. And it wasn't like 10 bucks. It was like a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars. In the NFL, it was way more than that. I mean, I'm assuming ten thousand a piece. It could have been. Right? Like and it depending on the person. So I mean, you know, their whole thing is to destroy. Yeah. Okay, so you can't sit there and compare Simone Biles to Tom Brady. But you 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 can compare what their job is, right? Yes. I mean, Tom Brady has to live this thing. And and one thing I will give some credit to on to some people. She's the one that took upon herself to say go and put go on her thing. If you want to be the greatest of all time, then be the greatest of all time. But understand that even the greatest have low times in life. They absolutely right? like, do. I mean, you look at how many people out in this world, right, have been the greatest in their in what they do and have committed suicide, right? Because they can't do it anymore. So I'm gonna bring up three examples. Yeah. Okay. Now you know I'm a huge Walter Payton fan. Of course. As far as I'm concerned, greatest football player of all time. All around greatest football player. When he retired from the NFL, he tried to get a team in St. Louis because he wanted to be the first minority owner in the NFL. Sure. And ended up falling through. 
and he went through such a depression and he just didn't know what to do. And, and honestly, I don't think Walter ever recovered from that because he was used to being an athlete. He was an athlete since he was a kid. And now you're not an athlete anymore. And what are you? He was a very successful businessman. It really didn't do a lot for him. He had, he had a race team and it really didn't do it for him. Um, you look at probably the greatest linebacker of your generation, Junior Seau. Oh, yeah. Who drove his car off a cliff because he couldn't deal with the fact that he was starting to experience dementia because of CTE. One of my favorite defensive players on the Bears, Dave Dewerson shot himself in his chest yep. so that he could preserve his brain so it could be studied to see how how old it really was. Yep. And of course, you know, they looked at it and he, he's equivalent of an 80-year-old man at 60. Sure. And, that, and that's, you know, you look at all the boxers out there yep. that have the same, the same issue. So, you know, I want to go back to, so we look at Italy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen what's happening with them. Oh, that. All right. So Italy does. They have a, a gentleman in a high jump, and uh, I forget. I'm sorry. I wish I could give him credit. I don't know the other country who's won every high jump. Italy. Uh, they split gold. So both of them. I have, saw that. That is yep. awesome. Right. Yeah, so uh, 39 meters or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just this huge jump, right? Um, and so they split. But anyway, so the the guy, right? He brought his cast. With him to represent like the shit that he had to go through. Like, he broke his foot and couldn't do this. So, right, we're we're upset with a person who cares about their own fucking health. Like, no disrespect. Like, my ass can't get up off this chair and walk two steps without going, oh my back. And you want this girl to do a flip upside down, and we've seen fucking accidents and break her neck. And you you're like, ah, you know, she was the greatest until that. Well, and here's the other thing that pisses you off. What sport has gone through more issues in the last 20 years than the gymnastics team? None. Because you look well, back at the Larry 20. Nasser thing. Yeah. And I mean, you know, if anybody has not watched it, go on Netflix, watch Athlete A. Yep. There's a section on it where one of the athletes is saying, I was in the room, I, I think she was about 13 years old at the time, with Nasser, and her mother standing next to her. And this motherfucker put his hands in her vagina while her mother sat there and didn't obviously see it, didn't know what was going on, just to say, I can do anything I want. Nobody's going to stop me. Yeah. They took power away from these women. Carrie Strug was brought up yep. because, you know, she did that awesome vault in 96 to win the gold. And you can see her before that vault telling Caroli, I don't want to do it. I'm hurt. And he basically forced her out there to do it. And that was an awesome vault. And it ended her career. Yeah. She couldn't do it anymore because her leg was so screwed up. Yep. Well, and, you know, you look at, uh, you look at people and you and I are sitting here doing this, right? Yep. We are, we are, we are no better than anybody else and sure okay we are the greatest at our specific things right i mean i don't know you and i both own number one greatest dad shirts right we do not gonna have fights over this shit. no <laughs> you know it's like we can share the goal to our kids right we are you know we are those greatest um but you know when when you get to a point where you're uncomfortable and you're 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 feeling this way and you're smart enough to say hey i don't i don't feel this like like, I've walked into bowling tournaments, right? And this is the thing that pisses me off, right? 
I've walked into bowling tournaments and it cost me, let's say, 100, 200 bucks to, to compete. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm not in my A game. I feel like shit. Guess what? And win that fucking tournament, right? I wasted my money. Even the mental space going in, I knew I was wasting my money. So at that point, why the hell would I do it? The other thing is, is if I was Simone Biles, and this is, I'm not physically, definitely not. Why the fuck would I compete in a competition where they instantly tell me I cannot get all of my points because I am quote unquote too good? Yeah. Are you shitting me right now? Like, yeah, you know what? Hey, you're uh, you're just you're you're too. We should just give you the gold, but that's just not fair. So we're gonna we're gonna penalize you. No, this is the Olympics. You're the best of the best. It would literally be like them going to the. 96, 97 bowls to win 72 games. Yeah. And saying, you guys are the best team ever. Michael Jordan, you're the greatest player ever. Mm-hmm. You started negative 50 negative tonight. Intense, yeah. a, and let's yeah. see if you can beat them at negative 50. Yep. Let's say, and, you know, it, it's just, so whatever her, I mean, her reason is, right, she's not mentally focused, not, not able to do it. She's, you know, concerned about her own health, and I, I, I can appreciate that. Yeah, but let me ask you something. Admitting that, how strong do you have to be to admit that? I mean, the, like the real truth is you have to be like extremely strong because you know that the whole world is watching you. And even though I'm not in front of the whole world, like we have a hundred listeners, you know, hard, you know how hard it is to like come out and say, hey, I had depression because in my entire life, I've never once said those words in my life. Like I've always talked about other people like, man, it's something you can get through. You got to grind, you got to hustle. I've always been the person on Facebook going, hey, if you need somebody, reach out, right? And I'll be the first to admit, I didn't really reach out and specifically say, like, I would call you, right? And I'd be like, hey, man, yeah, I don't know, something, you know, just, yep, that's life. All right, cool, see you, right? We yeah. wouldn't have conversation, like, it'd just be, and yeah, okay, you're supposed to get things, but you, you can't read between the lines, especially, you know, if there's days where you're just like, hey, man, I'm so swamped, I'm so swamped, I'm so swamped, and that's constantly my answer or whatever. All right, hey, it's supposed to be my responsibility. No, I mean, like you gotta, you gotta reach for it. You gotta ask for that. Well, I mean, look at me the last few months. Yeah, I, you know, I damn near died. I haven't been in a good mental space ever since because I'm coming to the realization that I damn near died. Yeah, I can't do the things I want to. I, I, I was telling Nick before we started this, my wrist up through my thumbs is killing me. I can't grip like I normally grip. I have no strength in my hands. I have no strength in my body. Right. Okay. This is not me. This is not who I am. But right now it is. They say, yeah, it's not you normally, right? It's right. Not- and I have to sit there and mentally deal with that. And it is a tough mental drain every day to deal with it. So I went to watch the girls that are going to play slow pitch that used to play for me. Yep. And they had a practice last Tuesday. And, you know, I, I went and I watched. And I had a great time doing it. And they're playing their first game tomorrow. And I can't wait. And Jessica sent me a message. And, you know, anybody that knows me knows that Jessica is too to Caitlin's one as far as I am with, with my favorite all-time players. Sure. I coached her a long time. I love her attitude. I love her competitiveness. And her and I have always been very, very close. Yep. And she had sent a message to me and Jenny, and I, I told them specifically, I said, listen, girls, part of me believes the only reason I didn't die is because I wanted to see girls play softball so badly. And Jessica goes, you can't die yet. I still need you. She's 27, 28 years old. She doesn't honestly need me. So she just looks, I think she's like 12 still. I still look at her like 12 I, years I do too. Um, but you know, and so like it's, you get to that point where, where in your life, 
you have those feelings. Like when I was going through what I was going through, right? Like that wasn't me. That wasn't who I wanted to be. That wasn't anything. Oh, geez. Um, you want me to pause this for a sec? No, you're fine. Okay, you talk, and I'm gonna figure out where this girl is. Yeah, I say that. You don't. You're you're not you, right? But you can't control that, right? Like you can try to search help. You, if it's I don't know, if it's how to wipe your butt every day, you you already know how to do that, right? Breathing is on. You know, is is you don't consciously have to do it. It's just natural, right? When you when you have to sit here and do certain things that you do every day it's normal when you get something that's not normal like dying right like or chances you don't deal with that every day i don't almost die every fucking day right i don't know how to handle that right <laughs> i mean um she definitely took a wrong turn if she's on 127 south yeah east of lansing yeah um anyways Um, sorry, let's say, and, and, you know, when you're, when you're talking about somebody that's the best of what they are, I, I seen a post and it was talking about an NFL player. I want to say it was like Aaron Rodgers or whatever, right? It was like Aaron Rodgers wouldn't do that. Oh, you remember when Aaron Rodgers got hit and hurt his shoulder and he sat out Yep. or when Tom Brady did whatever. And he said, look at the longest streak was Matthew Stafford, right? Of, of game started. Look who sat out. time here, yeah. Look, look who sat out, right? Like, I mean, you, no matter how much you want it, like, there's a point where you just have to admit to things, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 it bugs me so much with with the way people's attitudes are, especially because in the Olympics, mm -hmm. there's no betting. Yep. Right. There's no. It's literally just a test of the best of the best. And sure, as much as I am from the America who has a huge population, want to win the most golds, at the end of the 10 days, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I wait two more years to watch winter, right? I, it doesn't impact my life. Simone Biles, whether she fucking wins or loses, doesn't impact my life. Guess what? She could never have been on this planet, right? Never been on TV. And maybe they would have started showing me ski shooting because I love watching, but I can't find it on TV. No, they show me swimming, gymnastics. They show me the things that we are dominant in. And the reason you have this is because we're so dominant that you want us to win that. But it's just like being a Lions fan. I want to win. We're the greatest team in the whole world. Fight me on it. Aspect is, is we don't always win, right? I mean, guess what? You could have one perfect season, turn around and, you're not going to have the perfect season again, are you? So, baseball news. Yeah. Cubs traded everybody. Uh, almost everybody. So, you know, I'm, I'm commiserating with other Cubs fans on Twitter. And, and, and really it goes to – I made this comment to Mike and Mike and, and Donna Cable. The 2016 Cubs are going to go down in the same vein of the 1985 Chicago Bears. Okay. They should have won more. Yeah. They had such a stacked team and really just kind of pissed things away. And I don't know what necessarily the reason for that is with the 16 Cubs. You know, they had a great season. They were in first place from the start to the finish. Um, and then the hitting just kind of went away. You know, Baez was hitting 240. Bryant was hitting 260. Rizzo was hitting 230. 
and they just didn't perform the way they needed to. And of course, everybody's like, oh my God, look at how great they're doing in their first couple of games with their new teams. Yeah, that's great. I still think they should have re-signed Brian. I, I hope they tried. They're not going to, but I hope they tried. Um, I love Javi as a player. He's my favorite player. Sure, but he's a 220-hitter. He's going to strike out a couple hundred times a year. But there's nobody to me more exciting to watch than Javier Baez. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I don't, I don't really like Rizzo because, you know, I met him a couple times this day. Yeah. So I, I know he's been great to a lot of people, but in my personal experience, he was there. That's exactly it. Um, so you look at that. I know the reason for the 85 Bears, and it, it still bothers me. Statistically, they were a better team in 86. They should have won it all. Yeah. But Dick couldn't get out of the damn way. And when you look back at that team, Dicka wasn't the driving force. It was Buddy Ryan. Now, Buddy Ryan wasn't a great head coach, but every player on that defense, and you can't name a more dominant defense. I don't care about the 2000 break, but you can't name a more dominant defense. They couldn't have played today, right? but back then. They played for that man. They loved that man. They wanted to do anything they could for that man. When he died, they were devastated. No. They don't feel that way about Dicka. And they never will. And he's the reason they didn't win more. And that's unfortunate. It's the same thing with the 90s Braves. Name me a better team than the 90s Braves. Uh, it's ridiculous. One World Series. They had Smoltz, Glavin, and the greatest pitcher of our era, Greg Maddox. Maybe the greatest pitcher of all time. Maybe. And they won one World Series. We were just talking about this for the Tigers, right? Mm -hmm. Look, I would fight you with... I would fight you with Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, uh, what was it, Porcello, uh, yeah. Dave, David Price. We had the greatest fucking pitching lineup if anybody's ever seen in God knows how long, and we get swept by the Giants. Yep. No titles. Right? I mean, congrats. That was awesome, sweet. But greatest dynasty in my lifetime, football. Yeah. No doubt in my mind, the early 90s Bills. They went to four straight Super Bowls. Yeah. Nobody's ever done that. <laughs> and don't win it. And they lost every damn one yep. of them. Let's say. But how good you have to be to get to four straight Super Bowls. Yep. And everybody holds them up as, you know, the, this loser team. I'm sorry. There was... If you get to the game, you got a chance to win it. Yep. Nick, would you like to be a loser team right now? Yes. If, if the Lions could get to the Super Bowl this year and lose. Happy as fuck. Yeah, you see, I have a smile on my face. I mean, I'm, I'm still pissed about the 41 Super Bowl loss. Yeah. I'm still pissed. Because had Lovey not been so fucking stupid letting Rex Grossman throw the ball, he would have just kept running. Yeah. The Bears win Super Bowl 41. Yeah. But they got to go. So they had a chance. We were there. I'm saying that's, you know, same with baseball. Same with, you know, I, I look at the exact same stuff. I, if Damn. my team doesn't have a chance to win at all, I'd rather they just be shitty. Because then at least I'll get a better draft pick and maybe some better players. Well, I've been saying that for too many uh, years. And that's the problem. Yep. You have to have the right people picking those players. Um, you know, I I don't know. I, I think and, – and, you know, you and I are both vaccinated. Yep. I, I think it's – we do live in America. You have the opportunity. You have the choice. Um, you know, make your choice and and, and live with it. But, or die with it. We'll see. But to be honest, like I I'm really good at real estate, right? I'm not the greatest. Okay. You're 
really good with, you know, let's call them daily finances. Yep. Right. But it's not like you're a doctor, right? Um, right. I'm not. And so there's people out there who are very, very much more smart than I am. I don't know how to say that sentence apparently. Much more, you know. So, yeah, guess what? I'm, I'm going to go do that because, hey, you've tested it, you've ran it, and we, we need to figure out how to how to get other people to understand that. Well, even like, uh, I had Angela today, so, you know, therapy. Yep. And she goes, so, you know, what's your worry? I'm like, I need somebody in place for Dawn and Caitlin, you know, if I die. They need somebody to go to. And she goes, well, how does Dawn feel about you putting, you know, somebody in charge of that? I'm like, don't care. <laughs> she goes, well, that's not very fair. I'm like, I need to know she's taken care of. Yeah. And she goes, well, does Nick have somebody, you know, in line for his wife? And I'm like, no, but if he tells me I need to, I'm, you know, I'm ready to do that because unfortunately, Courtney is with bills like Dawn used to be with bills. <laughs> and she goes, is she really that bad? I said, I wouldn't say she's bad. She's just a little absent-minded about him. She doesn't pay attention real closely to it. And she you know, she'll spend more money than she needs to. And you, and you look at it, and even at that, like, we make bad decisions for X amount of time yep. while our loved one is gone, mm -hmm. right? Like, I'm the first to, it's funny. I, <clears throat> I do drink sometimes to uh, excess. I have been known <laughs> to do that myself. <laughs> and... When I, when I do have quote unquote depression or whatever, like when my grandma passed, yep. I'll have a lot of cash and I don't care. Drinks, yup, let's go, sure, buy it, put it on the table. Like, I'm like, oh, hey, you want some? Let, let's buy it, right? And like, yeah. I cope with it by trying to buy happiness around me. And my wife knows that, right? So if I lost my wife, think about it, I would lose every fucking dime I had because I would just go to the bar every night with thousands of dollars in my pocket and go, I need happiness around me and I will buy happy. I will buy whatever I need. And by that time I will be broke as shit. Right. Like my wife will not pay bills, not do whatever, because she will be mourning the loss of the greatest man in the whole entire world. I get it. I understand it. <laughs> but well, that's, that's one of the things, you know, I don't know if women worry about that as much as guys do. Yeah. I worry about that. 100%. I want to make sure they're okay when I'm dead. Yeah. And the closer I got to it, the more I needed to make sure they were going to be okay. Yep. And whether they liked what I did or not, I really didn't care. That was not my goal. My goal was to make sure they, they'd be fine. Yep. Well, that's so my wife and I left for Mexico mm -hmm. a couple of years back. Um, and we, we had my daughter and stuff, and she was, and so I couldn't sleep at night. And I got up, got, got my lined piece of paper, started writing everything down. Hey, this is where it is. This is my money. This is, you know, these are the things, this all, my kid gets this, this, this person, these people take the kid, this person gets this amount of money for taking the kid, this, 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 I'm not perfectly set, but I have a really good draft of what could be, and my wife's like, why are you doing that, nothing's going to happen, and I was like, sure, but what if, right, and, and my mind is always, what if, and yeah. so, and how are people going to find it, I don't know, maybe they're going to find a key with a safe, and they're going to go, hey, we should probably open that fucking thing. <laughs> say, hey, there's a safe. Yeah, let's never open that. That was Nick's precious safe. No, everybody's going to go, I want to get in that son of a bitch. I wonder how much money that's, this guy in there. <laughs> right? Like, 
those are just the things that happen. So I think as, I guess as the, I don't know how to politically put, as the alpha, as the person that does, and my wife makes more than me, yep. we, you know, we, as the provider and the one that constantly has to worry, you and I are both making sure that that is there. Yes, our wives make sure that things are done. It's, it's a very equal partnership, but like, yes. again, we have our different things to worry about. Mine is to worry about what happens if, 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 right? I'm a very big worrier. I'm a planner. I want things to be set. My wife is very much the opposite. Uh, and I have the same problem because Don will tell me all the time, we don't have to plan everything out. Yes, we do. Yes. I need to plan everything out because that helps my anxiety. Very much. So I'm perfectly happy didn't, with planning shit out. Didn't know I would. I had anxiety until I was watching TikTok and somebody described it. They're yep. like, you, will you do this? Do you do this? And they're like, you're high-functioning anxiety. And I was like, that probably, do you sit so that way you can guarantee to see who comes through the doors yep. and who's behind you and you're, when you're out to eat? Yep. Fuck yes, I do. I know this person moved. <laughs> do you walk behind <laughs> your spouse to make sure that nobody can touch her without <laughs> you seeing it first? <laughs> yes, I, I do that. Yep. Do you <laughs> sit there and shake your leg in an uncomfortable situation? <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes I, I do that. Yeah, and so, and, and that's just, that's who we are, right? Like, and, and it's, to us, it's just normal, right? We deal with it on a daily basis. We've adapted, we've overcome. And we'll see, and people who don't have it, they don't understand. Like Dawn, for the longest time, did not understand my anxiety. Yeah. She would go talk to strangers, and I would just go away. Because sure. that made me crawl out of my skin. And now she understands. If she goes and tries to, you know, help in situate certain situations, I, I can't deal with it. I just, I got to go. Like, I remember going to a concert once, and she's trying to direct people. I'm like, you don't fucking work here. Stop that. Why does it bother you? I'm like, because it causes me anxiety. Stop it. See, and then mine isn't anywhere. Like, I'm a very social butterfly. But, again, it's it's because of my my needs to interact with those people. And yep. my needs to self-fulfill, mm -hmm. right? Um, what the hell is this? Let's see. People are, people are rich around here. Um, He's in Texas. Yeah. Apparently, uh, apparently, we're... We're running out of time uh, quickly. Are we though? I mean, we don't know. We think so. She said now she's more like eight twenty. Oh jeez. I know. Um, so I mean, we can keep talking for a bit. But so I it's like, Scotty does Scotty not know. does not know. Just for you that are listening, that has been my ringtone for. Oh, I'm thirty three, so twenty. I don't know, pretty much since like the day after the movie came out, it's been my ringtone. <laughs> um, Another thing, you know, so when we talk about attitude and uh, let's say self-fulfilling prophecies. Yes. So I, I've had to work really hard at this over the years. So you coached with me. I did. Anytime we had something good going, I waited for it to go bad. Like if we load the bases with nobody out. Yep. I would sit there at third base going, damn it, we're not going to score a run. And sure enough, we wouldn't score a run. Yep. And I've had to really work on my brain to retrain that, especially where I'm at now, because we're dangerous. We score a lot of runs with two outs. Yeah. Two outs, nobody out, and we'll put up a five-run in. Because those kids can play. Yeah. So I have to retrain my brain to say, hey, we're never out of it. We could be down 10 right now, but, you know, we could score 15 next inning. So just yep. chill out and everything's great. 
essay. And, and that's right, like working on yourself is the hardest thing you'll ever have to do. Um, I was talking to my mentor uh, last week. I get a phone call and, you know, hey, Walt, how's it going? Good. Hey, Nick. Nick, let me ask you. Yeah. Are you happy? So what? Like, this is like the first question out of his fucking mouth. Are you happy? And I was like, yeah, sure. And he goes, no, I don't want you. Yeah, sure. He goes, are you happy? So I, I don't think it's, it's been so long since I've had to answer that question. Like, yeah, let me think about that. He goes, if you have to think about it, you're not happy enough. I'm like, great. Because you don't have to be the happiest person every day. But he goes, are you happy? And I was like, man, I really have to work on that. Like, I should, am I, am I on the right focus? Am I doing the right thing? Stuff like that, right? So, and I, it was just, it was a great question, right? And like the next day I'm driving down the road and all of a sudden just in the back, in, in my head, I was like, am I happy? All right, like, man, that's a great question to ask people, right? Hey, you know, hey man, how you doing? No, hey, David, are you happy? Like, it, it makes people start to think, right? It's like a whole different question. Angela asked me today, you know, kind of going along with this. She goes, uh, so you're not worrying about things like you used to. Nope, nope, I'm not. Why is that? Like, it just doesn't seem important anymore. She goes, yeah, because you almost died. Kind of gives you perspective, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So I, you know, I'm not getting as bent out of shape on certain things that I, especially things I can't control. Yeah. Um, because at this point, what the hell's the point? You know, I, I didn't die. Right. Shit's still going to be there. <laughs> well, well, when I first met him, so this is, gosh. 11, 12 years ago now. Um, meet this guy, right? And he's he just looks like you know the king of real estate to me. Probably six months in. Give him a call. Hey, I'm in the hospital. I quadruple bypass. And I like ever since then, he's like, you know what the best thing that's ever happened to me is? I a fucking heart attack. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck did you say? Like, he's like, I had a heart attack. He goes, it'll change your whole life. It does. He goes, literally, he goes. You just realize the small shit in your life just doesn't mean a damn thing. Somebody can go ahead and piss on my flowers. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. He's like, I used to get so pissed when somebody would walk in the yard or do whatever. I, I, don't, I don't care. Like, yep. I mean, he's like, it didn't change me as a landlord, right? I'm still very this, but yeah, you know, you tell me to go after myself and now, all right, cool, man. Hey, have a great day. I'll see you later. I like, what do you want me to do? And I get it. Like, I don't know. Well, I mean, you've been in a car with me. You know, I have road rage. Oh yeah. So I haven't done as much driving because obviously I'm not feeling great. No. So Don drives. And when somebody's an idiot, I'm like, well, that guy's an idiot. Whereas before it would have been, fuck you, motherfucker. God. Now it's, God, that guy's an idiot. No. And Don will go, yeah, he is. And I, and I just move on with my life. No. It doesn't matter to me anymore. Uh, I say, I don't know. I still, I still get it. I'm still young. I'm still learning. Gotta figure out my coping mechanisms. Well, if, if you go through something traumatic like that, yeah. I mean, I, I said this when I was dying, I didn't know I was dying. I had no fucking idea. Right. I had to deal with it like two weeks after Dawn dealt with it because I didn't realize it until I came home and started to get better. Right. So she dealt with it the whole time it was happening, and then she had to deal with it again with me sitting there going, holy shit, I almost died. Yeah, I mean, and that's, right, we, we talked about it. You're like, oh, hey, yeah, Nick, oh, you're joking. 
again, we all deal with things differently, right? Like, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to lose one of my best friends. No, I'm not. But I do also know that life has to continue because I have to be the person that I'm supposed to be, right? Like, I'm officially made a promise. Hey, I will take care of this. Your family will be guaranteed this. Your funeral will, your funeral will be what I want it to be. Now David wanted this. I was <laughs> Yep, see? Big fucking party. Yep, it's Light my ass on fire. There's going to be two things spinning on Ruth's history. You got to figure out which one's the big. <laughs> it's a, uh, good luck. So, we'll just, but no, you know, it's just, we all deal with things in different ways, right? And I'm, I'm the first to admit, I don't judge people with how they react to situations because some of them are stupid to me yep. and others are like, I, I say that, but like my wife, like when she reacts to things that I think, you know, I, I'll give her crap. But if you were to react to the same situation, I'd be like, ah, that's the way he is. That's how, and so, you know, it's not fair to her, but I, I fully, I fully understand that. Hey, people deal with things in so many different ways. Um, Oh man, I wish I could remember that quote that uh, Mel Brooks just had. Look it up. We got time. I, uh... Oh, I went out to two guys for dinner tonight. Yeah, how's that? Oh, fantastic. So if you guys are in the Grand Rapids area, go to Two Guys Brewing. Um, good beer, good food. Great food. Um, they need more stouts. So it's, it's summertime right now. More so. porters. Yeah. You know me, I'm a porter guy. Of course, I can't drink right now, so it really doesn't matter. Right. Um, no, anyway, so Mel Brooks, right? So, uh, wrote Blazing Saddles, Spaceballs, you know, uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Yep. Tight Tights. <laughs> um, Comedy Legend. Oh, my goodness, right? Um, I don't know. It's a, it, it was something. It was something newer or whatever. It was just talking about how when you when you put politics into or when you put social things into into the world and take comedy out of it, you've ruined a lot. And it's like I agree. Like saying I'm not racist is you know saying you're a racist. But like right, watching Blazing Saddles is freaking hilarious to me. Right? Very racist movie. Very. But it's hilarious. But, and, and there's no real racial humor no. that is too offensive that would, you know, that would overstep the boundary, in my, in my opinion, right? Like, A, a black man did the part and was okay with it, right? And, like, that's the whole point I guess I'm making is some people, like, you'll, you'll find some people that think that the N-word is just the worst thing and some that don't. And so, you know, like, mm -hmm. it just, to me, it's, it's fantastic, like, movie. Um, mm -hmm. Just hilarious, right? Well, see, you know, we all, this is mature, right? We all take different things as comedy. Yep. You know, there are certain things I won't do anymore because, you know, I, I realize that it's a bad thing. Yeah. I was never one to say the N word, that's a bad thing. You know, but I don't care if people make racial jokes as long as everybody's in on the joke and everybody's okay with it. Yep. You know what I mean? I mean, and obviously in Blazing Saddles, you know, you get a paycheck to, Scream out where all the white women at. <laughs> white women at. So I mean, you must be okay doing it. <laughs> yep. 
if you're not, you shouldn't have the job. Yep, that's saying, and that's you know, um, did did you see this? Speaking of current events, somebody go back and get a shitload of dimes. <laughs> um, Matt Damon was trending yesterday. Oh, I did not. So Matt Damon was trending yesterday because he's always his whole life used the F word for homosexuals. Okay. Now I'm guilty of this. I used to do that a lot. Sure. And it's not that I referred to homosexuals that way. I referred to my friends that oh, way. Oh, 100 percent So it's it, I I never cut down any homosexuals by using the F word. Right. But every friend I have, multiple, multiple times, hundreds right. of probably thousands of times. And he was using that word, and his daughter wrote him this letter basically explaining how insensitive the word is and how normalizing the word can lead to, you know, hatred and people getting hurt. And he basically said, I'm never going to use that word again. She made a lot of sense to me. And, and you know, I'm, I'm evolving as a person and I, I will never use that again. People on both sides are pissed at Yeah. So people that, you know, are allies or homosexuals were like, well, it shouldn't have taken that for him to figure it out. He figured it out. My thing, and that's, God, that's what pisses me off, right? I, we started this because there's other people that do this, but we say it in a completely different way. And guess what? Like, when you learned math, you learned it different. It's funny. My wife and I, right, when you think about it, so if you take 24 times 24, right? And you do it in your mind, right? Like, how do you do it? Do you, you know, do you do, you do the four times four and then do you magically put that up there or do you just automatically, right? And like, when she does things, she does it completely different. I'm like, man, it's not because it's how we learned, right? It's because how we personally learn, right? right. It's, not, it's not how we were taught, it's how we learned, right? And, um, you know, this common core math, like, sure, I didn't learn it, but like my wife's catching on. I'm like, she's like, oh, this, this makes sense. And to me, I'm just like, no clue, no idea, right? You take your four <laughs> times your four, and you write your six, and you carry your one, you know. And I'm just like, um, I think, you know, if, if it takes your daughter, right, yep. you'll be the one to say, hey. So, me going up to him and saying, hey, man, that's not that's not okay, raising right? like you're a nobody mm -hmm. in his life. I'm a nobody in general, but in his life, I'm nobody. Somebody close to you says, hey, this is what it is, right? Like, my first to admit, like, I still say that word, right? Yep. My best friend is gay. <laughs> like, I will say, and I'll be like, hey, come on, let's go. All of you, right? And they're, they know that it's literally just fun, right? But, they, you know, they've asked, hey, please don't, please don't say the Q word, right? Okay. Not, it's not okay to us. Well, like, all right, let me work on it, right? I can't promise you can have it today. Can't promise you it's going to happen tomorrow, but I'll work on it, right? And that's you you got to try and work those things out right. of the vocabulary, right? Like, I mean, my wife wants me to stop swearing. Yeah, that's never happened. Not, like, I can't say it's never going to happen that I'm going to stop swearing. It's, it's never going to happen for me. Right, but, oh, you know, but you never know, though. Like, you never know when something in your life, somebody impacts your life so, so much that this is the, the one thing that they want. You never know, right? And that's what I tell you, like, Right now, we both say, no, nah, nah, nah. but there's a possibility, right? It, I'm never going to change. No, you know, if you, if you refuse to change, you, you failed, right? And you set your own boundaries of what you want to change, but it's just like in money, right? Oh. If you want out of debt bad enough, 
um, you're, you're going to do what it takes. And I say that all the time, especially a lot lately. Like, if you want something bad enough, you'll do what it takes to get there, right? If you don't like what you have in life, do something about it. Yep. Two of my biggest things. Like, I don't have tattoos, but I swear they're, they're going to be tattooed. But, you know, right when I die, they'll be tattooed on me. Those are the greatest sayings. But, um, you know, I say I'm against tattoos, right? I think they're stupid. I, I don't do them. I don't have them. You have them. I do. I don't, think, love them. I don't think any less of you. I don't, right? It's, it's not my personal preference. It's not my personal thing, right? Well, you know, that's one of the things, being from my generation, yeah. it got to a point when I was still in the office that women were walking around, you know, in, in no sleeves and I could see tattoos. And I'm like, this is not professional. Because first of all, we weren't allowed to wear no sleeves. You know, you're a guy, you have to wear a button-down shirt, yep. which to me is horseshit. And now I'm seeing all these women around and I'm seeing their tattoos. And to me, that it, it wasn't professional. And we're talking, you know, 12, 13 years ago. Yeah. I wouldn't get a tattoo on a place that could be seen on a softball field because I'm trying to be a professional. Yep. First thing I did when I got fired from Godwin is ran out and got a tattoo on my forearm. Yeah. Now I'm out of field all the time without anything on my arm because I don't care. Yeah. It's a tattoo. If you don't like it, too bad. Yep. Well, it's, you know, one of, one, of my, one of my best friends, right? You've met him. Mm-hmm. Has tattoos literally on his face. Yeah, he does. <laughs> you know what? Again, you think any less of him? <laughs> Again, one of my best friends, right? Like, uh, we joke around more about him than, than most people. I, uh, straight male, well, black, and we talk about yep. the, gay, the gay stuff. The amount of times that people have the guts to come up to him and go, I have to ask, what do these mean? I'll grab him and I go, Gay pride all day. And he's just like, Jesus, man. <laughs> and so, but he's like, no, that kid. Yes, we are gay pride all day. And she's like, oh, wow. <laughs> and, so, and he's, you know, five foot three, five four. <laughs> so I got another current event for you. Uh oh. You're going to love this one. I do love I think I, I think I'm in love with Dolly Parton now, by the way. I'm, this is about Dolly I've Parton. I've been in love with Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton invested the royalty she'd earned from Whitney Houston singing I Will Always Love You yeah. in the black neighborhood of Nashville. And she chose not to mention it until last 30 years later. Nice. That's badass. Yep. Impacting the world. And, you have to, and nobody will know about it until, you know, years later. Yeah, didn't run around and tell anybody. Because it doesn't matter, right? I mean, you know, let's say, right? You didn't love her until... She impacted your life, right? Or impacted somebody. I mean, I like Dolly Parton, but I, you know, now you respect. Yeah, I I totally respect Dolly Parton. Yeah, right. I mean, and that's just it. Like, if if you were that, names don't get put on hospitals or hospital wings without money. Right. Right. And people are like, oh, university buildings. One hundred percent. Right. (laughs) I would. I have a I have a very good friend of mine who donated a very large sum of funds to a college and he now has a name on a building right like but he gave all the way up until then right but Mm -hmm. nobody knew and cared until it was his you know you know I know that I know so many people because we live we live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, DeVos, Van Andels, right? Yep. And people are like, oh, these people just so much damn money. The DeVosses can do whatever they want. You wouldn't have a children's hospital that's literally top five in the nation 
without the money mm -hmm. sponsored by a person, right? I mean, to me, money can do amazing things. It can also do horrific things, which sure, we go back to this, the, the space shuttle thing. Again, it's literally no money. Yep. I mean, 28 million bucks, that's that's chump change when you're talking yeah, about Yeah, it's like us paying $10. Right, well, a thousand, but okay. I mean. Well, yeah, you look at the DeVos and Van Andels, they've done great things for this city. Yeah. But some of them are also ass wipes. Yeah. Betsy's an ass wipe. Well, you, yes. But yeah, we don't have the Helen DeVos Children's Hospital, which is one of the top ones in the country. Yeah. Without them giving money for that. Yeah. And, and it's a phenomenal place. Yeah. People come from all over to take their children there because they have the best doctors, they have the best staff. Yeah. When you look at, you know, so it's people like you and me who, who, I mean, I, you, you save your pennies, but like we eat McDonald's, right? I mean, I mean, I don't anymore, but yeah. I mean, my change used to always just go into that Ronald McDonald house. And yeah. Sure. They hey, do great things. Oh my goodness. You never walk out of there with a bill, right? Like Shriners. Yeah. Okay. We get irritated with the commercial. I mean, great. I have no cable, so I get those commercials, but I mean, yep. Never get a bill, right? St. Jude's. St. Jude's. It was just a huge golf thing, a mini golf thing over there in Granville. Uh, shout out to Lotion's Golf or Mini Golf there for putting on a huge event. Um, you know, just you you look at you look at all these things and and people raising money. And much as you hate Trump, I absolutely loved The Apprentice. I mean, one of my favorite it was shows. One of my favorite shows in the just because you don't see business fucking shows like right. this was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but they did the. Uh, the famous people or whatever, like you know, celebrity, celebrity apprentice, right? And John Rich raised like so much money for the St. Jude's Foundation, like right? It was just astronomical. And you're like, like these people are giving up their time of being famous and rich or whatever, and donating it all away, right? So well, you know, and even so, like I love pets. Yeah, I have pets. Yeah. So when Caitlin decided she wanted a cat, I went to, you know, one of the shelters that I always support because I, you know, I'm not looking for purebred anything because there's plenty of animals that need a great home. Mm -hmm. And it was, Bissell's empty the shelters. So, I mean, if you were getting an older cat, it was basically nothing. And if you were getting a kitten, it was 30 bucks. Sure. I wrote the check for 50. Now, 20 bucks isn't a lot to most people, and it's not necessarily a lot to me. I mean, it's a little more right now because, you know, money's a little tight yeah. at the house, but, you know, especially with her being off work for eight months. But uh, I, I sat there, and I'm like, you know, I can do this. I can help you out in this way, so I'm going to write it for a little more than what it's worth. Mm -hmm. And I let, I let them know specifically. I'm like, hey, just so you know, I gave you 50 in that. I just, you know, want you for your accounting to, to realize that. And I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I'm like, yeah, I'm not looking for a thanks. I just want you to know. Yeah. Because I thought about just running around and buying some food, but then you have to go there. It, it's so much easier for me to just cut a check. Yep. Amazon, even though I hate Amazon, does a great thing. If you go to smile.amazon.com, you can direct, you know, a portion of your, your purchase purchase to a charity. Now it's it's a very tiny percentage, like 0.05%. Still. But they don't have to do anything. Yep. And that shelter, uh, you know, is the one I, I direct my money towards. Oh, sure. So, I mean, they, they make probably three, 4,000 a year off of that. Not me, but everybody that donates oh, yeah. to them. And that's money they don't have to work for. Yep. It's not a lot. It, you know, it doesn't change what they're doing. Well, that's, you know, and it, and it goes back to it. Like, 
your outlook on shelters versus mine. I, if they had a cleanup day or something like that or whatever, I'll go donate my time, but I'm not going to give money for, because again, my like pets aspect of things is, is not where it's at, but like, man, you want me to donate to a kid that need, like I'm there, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm more about this side of things. And we don't tell each other our money's stupid on where it's going, right? Right. Like I go to Taco Bell probably more than 99% of you and I will fight half of you on here. I literally eat Taco Bell all the time. I'm this big. Um, but hey, uh, $3.18, would you like to round up your your meal to $4 to uh, college scholarship fund? Sure as shit, bet I do. There you go, right? I mean, one of my things, I mean, over the course of time, I don't know, in a year, I guess, right? I mean, oh, 100 bucks, 200, 500, I don't know what the number is. I never, never done the math. I mean, I should probably, because I now get, with as much as we donate, we get to write it off in taxes. So, um, so I probably should be able to keep track of that. Um, now that we're talking about it, so that's a smart tip. <laughs> Just say, keep track of all, all donations, because at some point in your life, if you donate enough, you're, you're going to be able to get to that point where, you know, you think that your little money doesn't impact, but actually government will give you money to impact lives. And, and yes, celebrities get money to donate, right? I mean, it helps them write off stuff. Um, well, you know, when I look at what I'm giving money to, it's usually animals. Oh, yeah, I know. But I give I give my time to the kids. Yeah. Because, you know, I'll throw on my, my suit and I'll go to hospital visits, you know, and we don't do adult hospital visits. We probably should because there are plenty of adult Star Wars fans. But we go to the children's hospital. We go down in Bronson, which I set up. We go to DeVos. We do it monthly when we're able to. And, you know, that those kids that want to see it, you know, a lot of those kids at DeVos, they're there for weeks and months. Oh, yeah. And that just gives them a little bit of normalcy. They get to be excited. I remember we went one time, and Jenna was there dressed as Ray because she does a few costumes, but one of them is Ray. And this little boy was terrified of all of us, but he chased her down the hall because, you know, she doesn't look like the rest of I, mean, I look scary. Vader looks scary. Stormtroopers look scary. Yeah. Jenna looks like a normal person, you know, with ropes and crap. On. Yeah. And he could not chase her enough. He was so excited. She'd turn around and he'd stop. And then she turned back around to, you know, and have her back to him and he'd keep running at her. Yeah. And things like that are just some of the greatest. Yep. Well, and the, you know, and that's that that's where that's where we as people forget that I don't have to share the same passion you have to, mm -hmm. right? I just have to impact the world in a way that's for the for a common good, right? I mean, I don't know, you know, politically correct saying it, right? Like, I think that too many people abuse the uh, emotional support animals. animals. Yep. Yes, because they're not pets. Emotional support animals, right? And so it's gotten to the point where it's just like, this is this is getting out of hand. I mean, it was getting so bad that they were making fun of it on, on TV. Like, oh, the, my velociraptor, right? right. <laughs> like, I mean, but I think that they're is things out there for people like hey this is this is my coping mechanism this is what things are so. well I, I can honestly say you know i don't need my cats to cope yeah but i'm a much happier person working from home with my cats yeah. than i ever was going into the <laughs> office with people. people yeah i don't like people i don't want to be around people i want to be around my cats yeah they bring me happiness yeah 
So just let me work from home and you know, you'll get way more out of me than you ever will in any other way. Yeah. Um, let's say I, I think, let's see. I don't know. Um, sorry about that. I was trying to find another, another quote of somebody that was teaching us uh, about life, you know? Well, I think uh, we got about 20 minutes till she'll be here, it looks like. Oh, geez. Yeah. So I think let's wrap up this one and yep. then we can get ready for our next show, which we'll actually go live with. So I, I'm not sure when everybody's going to listen to this one. We, we recorded on 8 2021. Um, so, Nick, uh, how was your mics? Uh, shout out to uh, Mike's Hard Mango. More refreshing than ever. Um, it was actually really good. I enjoyed my Snapple. Good. I used to love Snapple when I was younger. Snapple Apple. Benson and I would buy the big Snapples. Yeah. His nickname became Snapple because we always bought the King Strawberry. <laughs> and it was a huge glass bottle. God, I wish I had those glass bottles to break here now. Oh, um, but hit us with your normal, Nick. Hey, guys. Uh, we appreciate it. Everything that you guys do for us, which would include liking, subscribing, sharing, telling your friends, telling your family. Uh, two guys are very good looking on this thing, teaching you a little bit about money and giving you our opinions of life and where, where, where things are headed. So uh, thanks for joining us, and we'll kind of see you soon here. But Yeah, very soon. It is what it is. <laughs> That's right. It is what it is. We will talk to you guys later.